running in the opposite direction of the lie doesn't necessarily deliver you to your father's house of truth. Welcome to today's conversations. And this is Lisa, but this is obviously not I'm John. Not John. This is not John. I, mean, this... I guess I'm like kind of like a part of John. Like you, you definitely are. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely are. This is our first Extension born son, Addison Bevere. And I am so excited that he's going to be joining me today because we're going to be talking about some things that I know each and every one of you are going to want to learn more about. But before we dive into that, I want to share how Conversations is actually part of a large network. It is including, let's talk about it with sons and daughters. We've got At Home with the Bevere's, which you've Mm -hmm. possibly already seen Addison on, and the Godmother, and then, of course, Conversations, which is what we're doing right now. And if you haven't already, we love it when you rate, review, subscribe to the show. We want to hear from you. You can ask questions, give us some feedback, give us some of your insights, or talk about things you wish we would talk about more on the podcast. And if you do, we just might read it. I'm going to read today. Somebody was like, I believe you, Emil Burgos. I don't even know if that's correct, Edison. I'm just going to go with it with confidence. You say it with confidence. That's all you do. You say it with confidence. Okay. This is what they said. This watching from the Philippines. I can't even tell you how how happy that makes my heart. They watched and now they are a subscriber. Thank you for sharing such wonderful Mm. wisdom. So talking about wonderful, wonderful wisdom, wisdom wonderful wisdom the alliteration yes yes wonderful wisdom words words with, God. with you knew God. i was going to do that didn't I, you i had a feeling you yeah. were going to do that what what is this words with god and why yeah does this matter because i don't know if you guys know this addison wrote a book called saints becoming more mm-hmm. than christians that was his first offering but it has actually been a work, this new book that you've worked on for two years. Yeah, over two years. Way personal. Yeah. And tell us about this book coming out. It's coming out one week. Yeah. Well, one week from the but they date can that pre- this drops. They can pre-order now, though, they which can. is what's really exciting. They can, wherever books are sold. But Words with God, mm-hmm. Trading Boring, Empty Prayer for Real Connection. And who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to <laughs> trade Boring, Empty Prayer for Real Connection? I think prayer is one of those things that people are terrified of being honest about, like if they're struggling in prayer, they can't be honest about it because otherwise they're judged or they're considered like you're like you're a bad Christian or you're not a real Christian or you're not really following Jesus. You don't have a mature spiritual life. Um, and I think one of the challenges that we have with prayer is actually letting prayer out of the closet and into our everyday lives. Wow. And and so when, when you look at this book, what makes it unique, Words with God, Training Boring, Empty Prayer for Real Connection, is I'm not offering a lot of formulas so this isn't for the closet. 10 steps no, to pray in your closet. No, it's something okay. like that. Now, Sorry. there are things in this book that are very practical, practices that we can bring into the closet 100%. But more than that, this book is about how do we take prayer out of the closet and into our everyday lives? Because that's where we do business with God. That's where we interact with other people. Mm -hmm. That's where we engage purpose. And and we need the prayer closet. I'm not saying that that isn't a holy and necessary place. But the purpose of the closet is to extend 
into our everyday lives. Yeah. And, and so and how do we bridge those gaps? Might be driving home after she dropped off all our kids at school. Well, I even <laughs> think about your closet. Yeah, my closet. Right, the proverbial closet versus dad's closet and dad seeing the way y'all would dad went interact yeah. with God and, and the way you would have uh, words with God. And I, mom, I think one of the reasons why people struggle to pray uh, is because they struggle to hear mm. the voice of God. And they're like, it gets kind of old, it gets boring, it's empty if there isn't an exchange. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who told me, and yeah, you're gonna get, I, I've shared this I'm with you. I'm great with it. Um, I had a friend who told me, he said, look, and he's deconstructing his faith, he's he's left the church, just, are. you know, yeah. kind of fits that mold. And he said, Addison, I'm done. Like, I'm done praying. Like, I'm just done with it. He said, God is the only person who can expect you to show up for a conversation every day, but stand you up and not show up every day. Wow. He's like, no one else gets, gets away with that. Only God gets away with that. I bet there's a lot of people that feel that way but that what, just don't have the courage or honesty to say they that. Probably, they probably wouldn't articulate it. Like yes. he, he's, yeah. he has a wit and um, he's very honest. Yeah. And he was able to probably cut through a lot of um, those those feelings that right. we have as, as we're engaging with God. And I, I, I opened the book with a chapter called The Voice. Mm -hmm. and, and I want to share this big idea with people because I, I think this is something tangible they can run with. And I was actually having this conversation with a friend recently. And when she heard that, she was like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. But I make the point in, in the book that many of us struggle to hear the voice of God, because we look for God's voice in the voice, in the tone, in the tenor of the accuser. Yeah, and we already do such a great job of accusing ourselves. We do so such a great like, wait, job. Another accusing voice. So, so we're looking for God to speak. Yeah. We're looking for this tone. We're looking for these words that actually are not in line with how God communicates with us. And what I told my friend is I said, look, you need to open the conversation. We have such a closed view of what it means to engage with God through prayer. And we give him five minutes. We give him five minutes, you know, yeah. maybe 10 minutes, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on who you yeah. are. But the reality is, and we see this in Paul's letters, like Romans 12 and 1 Thessalonians 5, the idea in Ephesians 6, the idea is to extend prayer mm. into every part of our lives. So we're not just supposed to be people who pray, we're yep. supposed to be praying people. Wow. But a, uh, but a lot of people, that. Yeah, yeah, people who pray would be people who go into a place of prayer and it's transactional. Like you check a box and you move on to whatever is next. Mm -hmm. Praying people are people who bring prayer into every part of our lives. Mm -hmm. and, and we participate in the certainty and the mystery of God working in us and among us in our everyday mundane lives. And the people who are praying people, they start to see that and they start to connect the dots and they start to experience what Paul calls communion yeah. with the spirit, which means we live in a way where there is union, not just with God, mm -hmm. but with ourselves mm -hmm. and with others. Mm -hmm. You see, God's all about that union, bringing us to him, bringing us to the reality of who he's created us to be so we can have a respect and an honor and an appreciation for what he's designed us and created us to be so we can also see that in the people around us. Mm -hmm. And when we understand that, man, things just start to connect. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about when we pray, 
there's a difference. You say transactional. Yeah. And I have relationships that I know are transactional. Sure. It doesn't make the people evil. No. But it just means you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yeah. That's how most people, they think that's where it stops, yeah. that they're paying God a homage. But then I have relationships mm. that are transformational. Mm. And yes. transformational relationships are people that are committed to my yes. growth. Yes. They've seen me at my worst. Yes but they are committed mm. to bringing out my best. And that is who God is. Yes. And, and I love that you're, you're bringing this up because I don't know how we got this idea that God is all about rote when he makes it very clear that even when we go to pray, we're supposed to think about any broken relationships yes. when we bring our offering and we suddenly remember that there's something, a person is upset with us, something yes. is not right. He said, leave it and go. Yes. So God is like, I care about your relationships with others and I care about your relationship with me. Yes. So how did this, how did this go from a young man raised in the church who would actually probably have a tendency to default, even though, even though your dad was consistent in prayer, even though yep. your mom was random and, and borderline <laughs> prophetic, what, uh, Borderline. What? <laughs> I don't know if it's a disorder or if it's a real thing. Uh, what? What? How did this wake up for you? Mm. That God was saying, Edison, I I actually want to talk to you. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty involved story. Well, you and it's share... chapter two in the book. Okay. So because I feel like your journey, yeah, is in one way or another, every one's journey. Well, and I, and I make that point, and I, I don't, I need to do that story okay. justice. Then we will. So, I, so we will leave. No, I'm we'll leave hit, that as a cliffhanger. It is. It's okay. a cliffhanger. It's hanger. in the book, though. It's yep. chapter two, and I'll give the the chapter title. The chapter title is "Into Silence," mm. and I, I I will share this. I went through a period of basically five years where I had to wrestle with God in silence. And that did something in me. It awoke something in me um, in the silence. I also went through a season of about five years where I struggled with insomnia. I shared that with you um, amidst responsibilities, so many responsibilities, working, doing the things that I felt like I was supposed to do, checking the boxes. And yet, for whatever reason, it just felt like God and I were, were not connecting. Yeah. And there's a the first part of the book is called The Canyon. And the premise of The Canyon is that we as sons and daughters, we have to journey into and through the silence mm -hmm. so we can unlearn the mm -hmm. voice of the accuser, mm -hmm. so we can learn the language and the way of our father and hear his voice. Otherwise, as I shared earlier, we will look for God's voice in the language of the accuser. We see this at the moment of Jesus' baptism. He comes out and he's driven by the spirit, what, into the wilderness. And what is the first thing, y'all hear this, the first thing yeah. that the accuser says to Jesus, if you're really yeah. the son of God, what did, what did God just say this over him? This my is my son. beloved yeah. son in whom I am well pleased. What does the accuser do? If you're really the son of God, do Earn something, it, do something it. practical, yeah. mm -hmm. do something miraculous, mm -hmm. do something authoritative, do something spectacular, yeah. earn it, yeah. prove it, validate it. Yeah. And, and we, we have this tendency to wrestle with God for control 
to define and to set the terms of who we are, our calling, our potential, our relationships, whatever it is. And prayer is that invitation to take God out of this religious box over here that we visit when we need something and bring God and God consciousness and the spirit of God and the awareness of what it is to be people of God into the quote-unquote most unholy or profane part of our lives. Now, did you know the, the term profane actually comes from the Latin profanum? Which, I did not. Which literally, mom, literally means outside the temple mm. or before the temple. Wow. And so the idea is, and we see this in 1 Corinthians 3 and 2 Corinthians 6, and what Jesus says about tear this down in three days, I'll rebuild it. We see a relocation of temple, which is where we do business with God. The relocation of temple moves where we do business with God to where? Us. Us. And that is the profound, radical idea that Paul is communicating to the church in Corinth. He's like, you are God's temple. Yeah. Which means everywhere you go, whatever you do, whether it's eating or drinking, do it on the glory of God. It's like, right. it, it, it is all a part of who you are. Yeah. And, and the sooner you realize this, the sooner you wake up to the beauty of God, to the beauty of life, mm -hmm. to the promise of purpose, to the intimacy of relationships, yeah. all of this starts to come together. But the challenge is, and mom, I see this, whether it's even like talking about things like mental health and calling and purpose, all of this, I firmly believe, and even some of the mindfulness and the practices that are being introduced in different spaces, yeah. I'm not just talking about faith space, yeah, I'm talking just, different yeah, spaces, yeah. all of it is an attempt to satisfy what we crave the and the longing that I believe is only fed, that is only nourished in prayer and not, not transactional yeah. prayer. Yeah. I'm talking about the prayer that moves into every part of what we are. You know, I'm thinking about Romans where it says, present yourself, present your yes. members of your body as living yes. sacrifices. But we kind of stay in the, you know, I'm sacrificing but it says holy and yes. acceptable to yes. God. So I feel like when I present a sacrifice, it's it's inviting God's involvement. Mm. It's not asking he's not asking me to kill something. He's asking me to to bring him into something. Yes. And so I love that. All right. So one of my favorite stories, you talk about being specific. Can we mm. can we talk about that? A lot more. The lawnmower. lawnmower story. Yeah, because you talk. No, see, because yeah. you're you're saying that God wants to be involved. He wants to be involved. Yeah. But I want you to give an example yeah. of something that surprised you. Mm -hmm. it did surprise that, me. that God got involved in. Yeah, and so there's a chapter in this book called "How Should We Ask?" Mm -hmm. And some people think, and I was one of these people, yeah. that asking God, going to God, and asking for something isn't very holy. Right. Selfish. Right. Greedy. But greedy. But the truth is, Arnold. as we look at, even at the Lord's Prayer, mm -hmm. we're told to ask for something as simple as bread, mm -hmm. which is like the most basic thing that we mm -hmm. could ask for, most basic sustenance. Because God cares about our asking through prayer, because that's where the the miraculous, it's an invitation the mysterious of involvement. becomes material, yes. becomes real in our lives. Okay. It, it takes on flesh. And mom, you, you know this. You and dad have served in a lot of different church camps. Yes. Right. You all, you all have been welcomed into churches Everything from, from Methodist, Baptist to some of the wild, very, wild, Pentecostal. wild Pentecostal cares about. I mean, y'all yeah. have Pentecostal been, through, holiness. been to all of yeah. it. And yeah. so I grew up seeing a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that turned me off to prayer mm -hmm. was I would see at times, I would see people pray for things. Yeah. 
And then their relationship with God and like how they gave glory to God was all about the thing and not so much about God. Yeah. Does, that, does that make like it's I just felt like, like the emphasis was on like the, the emphasis is on the promise instead of the promise. Yeah, like yeah. they're chasing the yeah. promise and not yeah. so much the promiser. Whereas you see Moses say, I don't want the promise to end without the yeah. promiser. Absolutely. And so what I did is I swung the pendulum. And 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 you know this running oh, No, your dad and I did the same thing. I totally get it. Yes. I, I'm like yeah. I'm going to run in the opposite direction. But here's the yeah. thing. I think it's good for us to remember this. Running in the opposite direction of the lie doesn't necessarily deliver you to your father's house of truth. It's it, so good. Do, it doesn't necessarily, yeah. but, yeah. but it does move your feet. Yeah. And God does something God work with, moving. with people who move their feet. So move your feet, just don't stand still. Okay, yeah. so I, I ran from that. And I noticed, mom, I noticed that my prayers started to shrink up. Mm. Like my prayer life started to shrink up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was praying these vague prayers. Yeah. And I would really only pray if I was praying for another person or if I was praying for something like world peace or you know something right. like that. Yeah. So it removed... God and how God interacts with me through prayer, really from my everyday life. Okay. So around this time, Julie and I were, we were buying our first home and we had a little patch of grass, like literally it would take three minutes to mow. And we were house poor, right? We had invested everything that we had to get into this home. We didn't have window treatments. We didn't have a sofa to sit on. Uh, we had a mattress that was on the floor. I mean, like that, yeah. that was the state of our house, but I really wanted a lawnmower. I really, I just did. So I went to Lowe's and I just, walked around because you know that's what you do a lot of you men don't do that. have yeah. money but you know you want to get something you just walk around so i walk around i'm looking at the lawnmowers and they're like showing off right they're all on display it's, i think it's like march beginning of april so it's around that time when people are starting to think about mowing their their yards again and i finally found one that i like really liked and i think it was 200 dollars, which for us at the time it was a lot and I'm like, I'm going to get it. You know, I'll work it out relationally with Julie. We'll figure this out. It might be a few hours of tense interactions, but we'll get through it. And I was about ready, like pull the trigger. And the spirit of God made it so clear to me. And I knew I knew I wasn't making this up because I don't think like this. Like, ask me for a lawnmower. I was, wow. like, I was like, wait, what? He's like, ask me for a lawnmower. I was like, okay, this is weird. And all I said, mom, all I said was, God, it'd be amazing if you gave me a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I just walked out of the store. Mm-hmm. Two or three days later. And so I'm not talking like weeks, months, years. It was either two or three days later. I get a call from a friend who I hadn't spoken to in over a year. And he called me and said, and I don't normally answer phone calls. You know this about me. I'm really bad. Even about, when I have your children. Like, I'm really bad about yes. answering phone calls. But I answered this one. I just felt like yeah. I was supposed to answer it. I answer it. And he says, hey, you know, a little small talk, weather kind of thing. And then he said, hey, really, the reason why I called you is I, I, moving. And I wanted to see, I can't move. I just got this on more. I want to see if you wanted it. I was like, wait, like, so you want me to buy it from you or what? He's like, no, no, no. I, I was about to sell it on Craigslist. And I just felt in my spirit that I was supposed to call you specifically wow. and offer you this lawnmower. Yeah. Do you want it? And mom, in that in that moment, like God did something in me mm-hmm. that could never be undone. I saw the interconnectedness. I saw that the Father, he encourages us to ask. Actually, I would say he requires us, not encourages, requires us to ask so that we could become aware. Yeah. Because the people who do not ask do not connect the dots. They are unaware of how they are living in an answered prayer. 
they pray these vague prayers Mm -hmm. and vague prayers are okay, but they really don't do anything for you because you don't connect the dots. You don't see how God is moving in your life. And then you get into the question though. People are like, well, I asked God for this or I asked God for that. And I was specific and God didn't show up. Well, I've wrestled with God about this. And, and you have people who are like, well, I just pray God's will. Like everything is just God, your will be done today. God, your will be done today. And then you have the other group that's like, everything, I'll be very specific and tell God exactly what I want him to do. And you can actually find a precedent for both yeah. to a degree in scripture. So I was taken to Jesus's moment of pain in the garden. And God showed me something so clearly. There's three dimensions to healthy prayer. Number one. Jesus was, he was specific. He said, Father, if there's any way, any way, let this cup pass. Let me not drink this cup. Anyway, he was very specific. Number two, he was steadfast. He prayed it again and again, like he went after it again and again to the point where he was, he was sweating blood. It was so He wasn't double-minded. He wasn't double-minded. But then again, again, if if, you know, maybe this, you know, it was, he he was specific. Mm Mm-hmm. He was steadfast, mm-hmm. but then he was also surrendered. Mm-hmm. He said, not my will, mm-hmm. but yours be done. Mm. Healthy prayer when it comes to entreating God. And I, I wrote a whole chapter on this. When it comes to entreating God, when it comes to going to God with our request, mm-hmm. it requires us to be specific because it's actually in the journey of us being able to articulate the prayer. Like It prepares us to receive what we're asking for. You know, as you were talking, I heard clarity mm-hmm. creates awareness. Yes. So, so if we are unclear... We don't always see the answer when it comes and then or we, perceive and thank God for it. Yes, exactly. I mean, and and like, that's, our, not, that's our fuel you ne- going forward. If you forward. had never prayed in Lowe's yeah. and your friend, you know, your friend called, or maybe you would have just bought a lawnmower and your friend called, you might've been like, oh, well, that, that was, was nice. But to, oh. to have this relationship with God yeah. where you see a God who actually wants to be involved yes. in a lawn. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And and to to your point, it could have just been, oh, that was a really great coincidence. Mm-hmm. But I knew it wasn't. Right. Because in that moment, God was very specific and right. told me to ask. Right. And I asked two days later, lawnmower. And I've never had anyone offer me a lawnmower since okay. then or before that. So sp- specific specific that one you didn't have to be steadfast with no I but didn't. has there been one that you've oh, had to be steadfast with there's been a lot where i've had to be mm-hmm. steadfast and what i find when it comes to praying from a position of steadfastness is it, it's like what james says in james one yeah how let steadfastness mm-hmm. let patience have its full effect mm-hmm. it prepares us yeah. to receive what we're asking for and it prepares us to see what we need to see mm-hmm. and, and i love the promise and we see this in luke 11 right after Jesus gives, we have Jesus's account of the Lord's prayer, Luke's version of it. He says, look, if you're asking for a stone, I'm not, or if you're asking for bread, I'm not gonna give you a stone. Right. The opposite is also true. No, he actually says, you, if you being, you, being evil, evil, and just to be know clear, you give good gifts I did, to your children. I did an intensive. How much more? Yeah, how much it's more? not just, I'm better. It's how, how much, much more? more? And, and and I was like, one time I was reading that, I was like, God, does this really say evil? So I, I dug into the Greek on yeah. that one specifically. I'm like, is this, are we being, it's evil. And it's not just evil singular, it's evil plural. Yeah, meaning it, like all of you it, it has who to do are with fathers yes. compared to the heavenly father. Mm-hmm. So if you as a father, if you desire and you give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit? Give the essence of who he is. 
the counselor. Everything that he Mm -hmm. is to those who ask. And sometimes that means us growing up and realizing, man, we think we're asking for bread, but we're asking for a stone. And God works through that ask, even though we're asking for the wrong thing, to reveal to us what we should ask for and how to ask it. Because again, it goes back, mom, to what we were talking about at the very beginning. We think of this transactionally. Mm-hmm. That's not how God functions. Right. God is in the long game when it comes to our development. Mm-hmm. God is working through every piece of our lives to wake us up to the reality of who he is mm-hmm. and the reality of who we are and how that intersects and converges in our purpose, yeah. in our in our everyday lives, in our relationships, through prayer. And, and that's what I really want people like to take from this. And it brings in the third aspect, which is surrendered, mm. the surrendered. Like if you say, God, I really want what I think is bread, but it's a stone, but nevertheless, yeah. not my will, but yours. Not my will, that's, but yours. That's that surrendering yes. of believing that God is getting an answer to us, but he is working something in us, Yes, which is even more mm. our heart's desire than the thing. I yes. mean, you see this play out with the children of Israel. They have manna, and they cry out for quail, for meat. And it says that God gave them the desires of their heart, but it came with leanness to their soul. And so we want to be surrendered. We want to be steadfast. We want to be specific. You know, Addison, I have such a sense. There's people, they're they're listening to this, and and they're, they're saying things that we brought up. Yes, I did. I was specific and I was disappointed or I wasn't steadfast because I doubted that God was good. Or I, I feel like I haven't felt safe to surrender because I'm afraid that God, if I surrender, that God's not going to, he's not going to give me that, that, that dream, that hope. And I I don't know what I can do if I let go of that. I want you to pray for those people. And I also, I feel like this Words with God is such a key message because this is not, again, I want to say what Addison's already said, this is not transactional. No. This is not a formula. Mm-mm. This is an invitation to the presence of God yes. and sonship and daughtership. Yes. I mean, this is yes. this is a be still and know, and it is a I am working in the unset, you know, like the whole idea of surrendered and steadfast is having done all to stand. Yeah. We stand there for mm-hmm. and and know that God wants to have words with us as yes. much as we want to have words with him. That's and, and the that's duality. The, key the duality. Right can we just bring up that duality before yeah. you pray? Words with God isn't just about an invitation to a conversation. Yes. It's actually permission. To wrestle. There you go. To wrestle. Yes. And, and, and I feel like so many of us, we haven't wrestled through our doubts. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, and I've seen this in my life, we can't really understand the, the, the depth and the extent of God's faithfulness until we've had reason to question yeah. whether he's faithful. Like when we've wrestled with like, God, are you really faithful? And we've seen the other side of that. Mm-hmm. then we see just how good he is and how he moves us through those doubts. And that's why so much of the Psalms mm-hmm. are, are doubts expressed, yeah. expressed within the promise of who God is and his faithfulness and his goodness and his steadfast love. And we don't encourage that wrestling enough. 
Like there is a, there is a right way to wrestle with God. And that is where we grow in relationship. That is where we grow in appreciation and awe of his holiness. It's kind of like Job. Like Job did it. His friends, they were doing it the wrong way, but God showed up and Job was transformed. Like when God showed up, Job was like, wow, okay. I feel like David, more than anybody, models this rhythm of specific, steadfast and surrendered. I mean, he opens up with, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me? Many, but you are a shield for me. So he begins to say, here's the problem. You're the answer. And then he's like, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to surrender. I can't protect myself. So... um, Words with God, I cannot even tell you how important I believe this message is. I believe this message is not afraid of your hard questions. I believe this message is is you're going to find yourself in the conversation, on the pages, but it's not going to just take you to a conversation. It's going to bring you to a place of intimacy with God. So words with God. Subtitle? E- yeah, trading boring empty prayer for real connection. So available as ebook April eighteenth, ebook audiobook. I actually read the audiobook, um, physical book, and it's coming out in Spanish. Glory adios. It's yeah. coming out in Spanish April eighteenth yeah. too, which is really exciting. It's amazing. I want yeah. you to pray for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So Father, we thank you that you invite us to come into your presence with boldness, because that is the place where we find mercy for what has been and grace for what will be. And Father, I thank you that you promise that your spirit never leaves nor forsakes us, that you walk with us through the highs and the lows. And God, for those uh, for those out there who are listening to this episode right now, who have been wrestling with you or are scared to wrestle with you, yeah. I pray that you would give them the words as they surrender, as they desire to do your will. I pray that you would give them the will to do your will. I pray that your holiness, your otherness, your power would move into their lives and give them the strength to connect with you, even in their weakness. God, I think of 2 Corinthians 12, where Paul, he's so he's so beat up, and he declares what you spoke to him, that your, your power yeah. works great, works best in his weakness, his human inability. And so, Father, I pray that you would meet us in our weakness, our human inability, and I pray that these conversations, that the words would come forward, and I pray that we would see, we would recognize that you are a God who desires to have words with us, that your voice is greater than the voice of the accuser. The voice of the accuser may be louder right now, but your voice is the final word over our lives. You are the one who has the final word, and I pray that we would rest in that confidence and assurance. And I pray, God, that as we draw near to you, as my friends, as those listening draw near to you, that you would draw near to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I can't think of anything more important. Well, if you have not already, be sure to download Messenger X. We believe there is discipleship material on that. Now you know about Words with God coming out April 11th and... April 18th. April 18th. Do I keep doing that? No, no. That's the first time you did it. Oh, my God. This episode's coming Uh, out April 11th. Yes. April 18th. Okay. You can... You can pre-purchase this. This is really helpful. And if you haven't already, check out the podcast at home with the Beviers. Until next time, this has been Conversations with Lisa and Addison Bevere. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you love to listen. Also, if you haven't already, go right ahead and download Messenger X to hear more content from John and Lisa Bevere and other great messengers. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Conversations with John and Lisa.